Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. It's me, Hannah Simone. Um, it is one of my favorite things to do on this podcast, which is to answer questions from you, the listeners. Um, you guys send so many great questions in all the time. You send them into welcome to our show podcast at gmail.com. And I go through that email personally, look through all of the questions. I got to say this too. I would say half of the emails that we get are people just thanking us for the show and saying that they've gone through their hard times or lonely times or 
COVID when everything was locked down and they were home and that this show kind of helped get them through it. And they're such sweet emails to get. <laughs> That's so nice to hear that our show has had this slightly bigger purpose than just making people laugh, but providing company and family and all of that. Um, and I'm happy that I was like a small part of it. But so much of that goes to Liz Merriweather, the creator of our show. And to be honest, so much of that goes to all of you for watching the show, which is why we got to keep on making it. So thanks for those emails, too. Just want to acknowledge that. Uh, so I'm going to just dive in and answer to the best of my ability a lot of these new girl questions. Um, you also sent in so many great voice notes, which I think is always cool because then you get to hear your own voice here on this podcast. So let's start with a voice memo that was sent to us. Let's listen to this question. Hi, Hannah, Zoe, and Lamorne. My name is Nathara. I'm a high school student, and I'm the biggest fan of New Girl. My question is for Hannah. What was it like for you to portray an Indian woman on screen? As an Indian girl myself, as soon as I saw Cece walk on screen, I was thrilled to see the representation as I knew the show was widely popular amongst people of all races. I thought it was really cool to see the best friendship between Cece and Jess, the interracial relationship between Cece and Schmidt, obviously Endgame, and the arranged marriages that a lot of Indian women actually do experience. Also, did you get to meet Taylor Swift after she ran away with run? That question goes for all of you guys, Lamorne and Zoe as well. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love the show. I love the podcast. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you so much for that question. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> it was incredible to portray an Indian woman on mainstream American network television. I mean, this show came out now over a decade ago. New Girl, isn't that wild? 2011 is when the show first premiered. And at the time, there wasn't many people <laughs> on mainstream network American television that were of Indian descent that didn't have to do the accent or weren't the butt of a joke. So the fact that I played a woman named Cecilia who was Jess's best friend and Schmidt's love interest and who was trying to figure her life out. Um, and those were her big defining story points and character points. And that had nothing to do with her ethnicity was shocking to me and so exciting and liberating. So it was really wonderful. And it felt to me groundbreaking. So I didn't grow up seeing that at all on American TV. So I was stunned. And then, and this is why representation matters so much, because they happened to cast someone of Indian descent in that role, they then started to incorporate part of my culture into the show. And for me, that's the, the best way. <laughs> possible, right? Is that they write this incredible character and then they cast the best actor for it. 
And then they start to infuse because of representation of who they've cast parts of that person into the character. And, you know, they did it with Jake. They did it with Max. You know, they did it with Lamorne. They did it with Zoe. All of us um, had little bits of our life or where we're from um, infused into the show. So that natural way of doing it felt really cool. And I just felt so lucky (laughs) to be in the right place at the right time to get the opportunity to play that character. So it felt really great. And it felt great that the best friendship, like you, you know, you asked about, was just an authentic best friendship between two women. That was awesome. And again, it just happened to be an interracial relationship between Cece and Schmidt due to who they cast. But they didn't cast me because I was Indian. It wasn't some sort of quota diversity box they were trying to tick of we need to get an Indian on the show. But I just happened to be. And therefore, all of a sudden, you saw something like an Indian Jewish relationship represented on TV. It was really cool. I still think it's really cool. Oh, the last part of the question you asked, um, did we get to meet Taylor Swift? I think we'll talk about this a lot when we finally get to that episode, which I'm really excited about. And we'll unpack all of our Taylor Swift stories. But I do remember um, she was so kind and so sweet and so beautiful, by the way, so beautiful in person, inside and out. That at the end, the unit sales photographer, the person who comes and takes all the photos on set that then you then see in um, magazines or for social media, asked if they could get a group photo. And I'd been wearing these crazy heels under my wedding outfit. And I'd just taken them off because my feet hurt. And that's when they were like, oh, Hannah, jump in this picture with the cast and Taylor. And I was like, sure. And stood next to Taylor. Swift, who I feel like she still had her shoes on, and I was barefoot. (laughs) And I look like I'm literally half her size. (laughs) She's very tall. And uh, (laughs) I I felt very short. Um, That was just my memory. Every time I look at that picture, I'm like, wow, I look uh, very tiny. She was very sweet and very kind, and I'm so happy that she was on our show and agreed to do it. That was a wild casting moment. I can't wait to get to that episode. All right, we have another voice memo question emailed in. This is a good one. Okay, let's listen to the question. Hey, so my question from season one of New Girl is if you could pick one guest star um, that was only in season one to come back for the rest of the show that you would have liked to see more of, who would it be? And... Why, of course. Thanks. <laughs> so which guest star from season one would I like to have come back? Okay, so I'm going to answer this selfishly. Um, Natasha Leon, because I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's a phenomenal actress and so funny and layered and cool. And we were so excited when we found out that she was going to be on the show. But I had zero scenes with her. <laughs> zero scenes so I wish she would have come back and they would have done a fun um CC moment with her I think that would have uh, been a fun pairing so that's who I'd like to have come back that was one thing that happened on the show a lot we'd get these cool guest stars but they would break our stories up there's usually an a story a b story sometimes like then a small tiny c story so often you aren't in a guest star's story 
and you get no scenes with them. You're not even working the days they're working. So, so many people we had on our show and my path never crossed with them. So all of those people, all through the seasons, I wish they would come back <laughs> um, and, uh, and be in a story with me. That would have been great. Hopefully my path will cross with Natasha and all the other guest stars I didn't get to work with <laughs> in another show. You never know. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. All right, here is an email question. It's from Amy Jansen. I love so much that you're all doing this podcast. It's a nice way of pretending the show never left and will go on forever. Missing Max and Jake, but hoping for future involvement. Here is some questions. Ooh, okay, I'm going to read. Maybe I could do two of these, Amy. These are great. What was the hardest episode slash scene to shoot? Ooh, okay, I'll say this. The one that comes top of mind for me. <laughs> the one that comes top of mind for me is the episode where Schmidt comes and meets my grandma, played by the incredible Mother Joffrey, and he uh, is wearing a cast because he has a broken penis, and we say some sweet words to each other, which causes him to have an uncomfortable reaction in his cast. And I remember sitting there, we're having this emotional moment scene, um, real heart to heart. And then Max has to make this sound of discomfort and they want him to yell in pain. And Max went for it and yelled (laughs) in a way that caught me so off guard that I started laughing so hard out of shock and awkwardness and all of it that I started to hyperventilate laughing. I fell off my chair laughing and I crawled under the table we were shooting at laughing and I was crying and then I couldn't stop laughing. I don't know if you ever got the giggles like that, but you can't stop. I just couldn't stop because now everybody's looking at me. We're supposed to do another take and I can't and I can't stop laughing. I'm just I'm rolling on the floor laughing. Now we got to bring hair and makeup back in because my hair is a mess. I half cried my makeup off from laughter. Um, So that was one of the hardest scenes to shoot because then he had to keep doing it. And now I had the giggles. So it was a disaster, but it was really funny. That was one of the greatest parts of the show, too, is that was like a hard, you know, like you talk about hard scenes. It wasn't like we were up all night in the rain. You know, it's just that someone would make you laugh and you couldn't recover. Yeah, that was a really funny scene. I was just so surprised. I didn't expect him to yell like that. If New Girl ever returned, yes, I hope. Yes, I will hope for this forever, Amy. What would your character be up to? Ooh, if New Girl returned. 
what would my character be up to? Well, this is interesting because it's kind of like how they ended the show, right? They ended the show with kind of seeing into the future a little bit. So I kind of feel we have a glimpse of what the characters would be up to. I don't know. I That's what I actually really loved about doing a TV show that was so long running is that we kind of found out week to week all of these twists and turns, which is kind of parallel to our own lives. We can't see deep into the future. I'm sure sometimes we wish we could, but we can't. So it just kind of unfolds in front of us. So we can't make our choices now based on what we know is coming because we never really know what's coming. And I love that about TV. And I love that about playing a character for a long time is that you're kind of just on the ride with them. Nobody ever told us, you know, season one, your character is going to end up with Schmidt. You're going to have kids. You're going to run a business. This is what's the trajectory for Cece. No, we just kind of walk through the mess of her life as she figured it out. So I don't know what I would want for her. I just hope that she's happy. I know that her and Schmidt have such a bond that I hope that that relationship would still be going and they'd be happily raising their kids in some funny, weird, weird uh, future universe. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it. You never know. This is from Ogana and Yehela. Hi there. You all drink a lot of beer and pink wine on the show. What were you all actually drinking and did it taste good? Love y'all. Ooh, good question. So <laughs> we did consume a lot of liquid on the show because we had a, had a bar. So we were always parked at the bar and asked for something to drink. I feel like we always had, um, it was always like a sparkling apple juice, something like that, or a iced tea, green tea. Uh, we have an incredible department that helps with those things, with kind of those food and drink props. And they really ask us what we're in the mood for. <laughs> some people like caffeine, some people don't. Some people like it sweet, some people don't. I used to drink a lot of just, I think it was like soda water with lime. <laughs> but I don't exactly remember what they used for the pink wine. Uh, that's a good question. It might have been like a drop of cranberry juice or something with some soda water or just water. Something very simple, something that you can drink a lot of at probably seven in the morning when you're shooting it. They all fake it. This is a question from Christiane. What was my favorite moment with the Ruth twins? Oh, you know what? I, I immediately think of because those girls were so sweet and so kind um, and lovely and funny. My favorite moment actually was in the casting. I remember we were casting for for Ruth and they asked me to come in and read with these little kids. And I just, I don't know. I've never actually been in an audition room with small kids. And all of the kids that auditioned for this role were so sweet and talented and it's just, you know, a bunch of moms that were casting this show um, from our show. And it was just this tender environment to make the kids feel really safe and walked in and out, you know, hand in hand. I just remember that. I remember that moment of the girls coming in and just feeling that little bond and sense of protection and chemistry, which then lasted that entire season. 
Yeah, it really warms my heart. They were really wonderful. So was our family that was on set with us. It was really great. I think they had a good time too. There's another question here from Christiane. I love that you guys send in multiple questions. That's something I so would do. I don't usually have just one question. <laughs> I have a whole suitcase full of questions about my favorite shows. So I'm going to answer another question from Christiane. Favorite schmeasy moment. Favorite schmeasy moment. We just talked about this, but I really did love in the kids episode, the reaction they wrote for Schmidt when he thinks that Cece is pregnant. Just that absolute joy, then the freedom for him to open up to a commitment so easily because he's realized so much about his own feelings for her. And it was sweet and tender and loving. And as she doubts herself as a mother, he is already caring for her. And you really get such an insight into the layers and depths of Schmidt. And I just love that sweet moment, that caramel miracle moment was really, really lovely. And when he tells her she's pregnant near the end of the series, it was also a very sweet moment to shoot. I remember they must have bought like all the flowers in Los Angeles and filled that set. And that was a sweet moment. There were so many funny, funny, funny moments on our show where we would laugh until we would cry like I've said, but there was so much heart on our show. So, and, and I got to do so much of that with Max. And um, yeah, I really like those those moments between uh, Cece and Schmidt. They were heartwarming and they were fun to do. It always made me smile. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Welcome to our show. This is a question from Sophia. Hi, I love your podcast so much. What was your least favorite part of filming? What was my least favorite part of filming? Honestly, it's just the hours. I know that sounds crazy. And trust me, it is a tiny price to pay for the best job in the entire world. But you asked the question, so here's the answer. I think the hours are really tricky because you start at sometimes 5.30 in the morning. So that means you're up at 4.30 in the morning (laughs) to go to the job. So it's like constantly living in jet lag. I don't think you ever fully adapt to it because then you shoot a, you know, 12, 13 hour day and then get home and have dinner and the hours are kind of wild, which is why I think comedies are kind of great because at least you have some sort of release where you can kind of act wacky and weird (laughs) and they capture some of that in the show from people who are sleep deprived and a little delirious. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. The cast is wonderful. The story was always wonderful. Super fun things that we got to do. We had the best fans watching the show that supported us, that kept us going. 
The press was also really nice to us on that show. So there's nothing really to complain about. But getting up in the dark and coming home in the dark definitely started to wear on your sense of sanity a little bit, um, having zero sleep. This is from Amber Lowe. First off, New Girl has made me connect with so many people and has become a pinnacle part of my relationship with my best friend. I'm a wedding photographer and every chance I get to dance at a wedding reception, I'm always doing the slow motion chicken dance and there's always a few people that join in. Oh, that's nice. So thankful for all the joy and hard work y'all brought to that show. Y'all are awesome. I have a few questions for y'all. Can you tell them from Tennessee? Yes, y'all, I can't. Ooh, this one is for Lamorne and I. What was your favorite Cece and Winston mess around? I'm going to answer for Lamorne since it's just me here today. I love the babe. I know that's technically not like a mess around, mess around, but I love the babe moment. There were so many things because Lamorne and I are genuinely very close friends in real life. And like I've shared on this podcast, we shared a trailer for eight years and we made each other laugh and we had a lot of little isms between each other so things like you saw like the babe 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 that was something that we just kind of let unfold between us in a take I think and they just told us to go with it that's a definite like spillover from Hannah Lamorne into CC Winston and we also did kind of our own little snap snap point little secret handshake thing Cece and Winston, and I remember pitching that idea to Lamorne. I was like, I feel like they've got all this little stuff that they just do together. And so we created it between us and then brought it onto the show. So I love that. I love that the Hannah Lamorne mess arounds that we had for years was kind of seen by the writers and the creator of the show. And they just kind of let that become part of the show. So all of it, that was just the closest, you know, relationship I really had. And the fact that we then got to do it on TV and you all saw it and love it as much as you do um, makes me super happy. Here's a question from Malcolm Best. What made all of you want to play the characters that y'all played? Huh. <laughs> I love this question. Because if I could have chose what character I would want to play, it would be a ride-or-die solid best friend. But I was definitely not in a place in my career in 2011 <laughs> where I was getting to choose the characters I wanted to play. I was just auditioning like crazy. I was out there auditioning and auditioning and auditioning. And I remember reading this pilot and I saw who was attached to it because Zoe was attached and Liz Merriweather had done it. and. Jake Kasdan was attached to this project and I read the character of Cece and it just felt like the biggest extension of who I am in real life towards my girlfriends and I've never related to a character more and I was so excited just to even go in and audition and in no world did I think that I would get this role. It just felt like too much of a dream come true on every single level, but I just wanted to audition and I got that opportunity to audition and then they cast me. But it definitely uh, Malcolm wasn't because <laughs> like I chose the character that I wanted to play. But if I'd been in that part of my career and I'd seen this role on this show, I would have been like, yes, please. I'll have some of that. All right, last question. This isn't a new girl question, really, 
but kind of a new girl question, I think. So it's from, well, it says Pets Nikal. Let's see. Hi, Hannah. I saw on social media that you and Katrina Balf are friends. I'm a huge Outlander fan as well as a huge New Girl fan. So I'm super curious how you two met and became friends. That's a friend group I love to be part of. P.S. I love the podcast. Thanks. Katrina! Katrina and I met. It was, I feel like, the like a few months before New Girl, before I even auditioned for New Girl. And... We had both been cast in a project called H+. It was a YouTube Red series, I think. And we shot it down in Chile, and that's where we met. We met in Santiago, and we were doing this web series together, and we both had not worked a lot at all. And so this was a big deal for us to be on this web series, and we became immediate fast friends. <laughs> we became really close and I've left that set and flew straight back and auditioned for New Girl and ended up booking it. And she was the greatest support and the most lovely friend as I navigated this new job in this new network TV world. She was so incredibly wonderful. And then a year later, she got Outlander, which then moved her to Scotland. Um, and she has been basically on the other side of the world ever since. But I love her. And it's those people that you meet right in the beginning of your career before you have made it that I feel like deep down you feel like truly know you because they know you before all the stuff happens. You know, all this good big stuff happens. They saw you when you were struggling and grinding. And I saw her doing it and she saw me doing it. And we had each other's backs and we believed in each other. And I love her so much. One of the kindest, sweetest, and as you all know, most talented people out there, Katrina. If we ever do a um, a new season of New Girl, who knows? Now I'm just saying crazy stuff. But if we ever did, because um, I know there's so many Outlander references, I feel like, on New Girl, because I know Liz really liked um, Outlander too. That could be a fun cameo. I'll text Katrina. Let's see if New Girl ever came back. Let's get Katrina Balf on the show. Right? This is a good idea. Thanks for that question. You've started a whole thing now. All right, everyone. That was me just trying to answer as best I can some of your wonderful questions. There's so many here. I will definitely do more and we'll get Lamorne and Zoe to do more. Maybe Lamorne, Zoe, and I will do one all together. We'll really unpack a lot of these questions at the end of uh, recapping the first season. Maybe that would be fun. Get Liz Merriweather involved because she actually knows the answers to so many of these questions. Um, there are so many questions about like Banyan Canyon and all of that that came in in the email. And I don't have those answers, y'all. But Liz would. Um, so keep sending your emails into welcome to our show podcast at gmail.com. Send them as a voice memo so you can hear your beautiful voice right here on the podcast or email them in and we will read them out loud and we'll try to get through as many as we can as we do this podcast. I love doing this podcast and I love answering the questions. That was why we created this entire thing. So thank you for listening and uh, next week we will all be back. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, 
a New Girl Recap Podcast. Welcome to our show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre Dorita. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at welcome to our show podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.